Superpowers on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers podcast show. I am your host, Tatiana Berende, and today I have two of my favorite people in the world together on the show, Tonya and Justin Reckla, and they really need no introduction. We are going to be talking today about using sex as energy magic. If you are not familiar with Tonya and Justin, they each have their own shows on this network. Tonya runs the Disrupt Reality series. Justin has the Incorporating Superpowers show. Tonya is the founder of Superpower Experts. Justin is her incredible husband. You can find out all sorts of great information about them on our website, superpowerexperts.com. So I'm not going to go into like a bio read right now because they're just amazing. I'm going to let their amazingness shine through and speak for itself. Um, And this topic is a juicy one. So we're going to dive into it. Um, And before we do, I just want to welcome you both and say thank you so much for coming on the show. Mm, Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for having us. This will, this will be a, a fun conversation. Yeah, well, um, okay. So I'm really curious because I've never actually. I don't think the two of you have been on this show together. I've had each of you individually on this show. I haven't had the two of you on together. So I'm going to ask, what is the superpower of your the the entity that is formed when the two of you come together as a couple? Mm, beautiful. Well, and and I and I love that that you caught yourself there because it was it was it's a weird thing, right? It's kind of a weird thing because we, you know, people ask us all the time about our relationship, and um, you know, we consciously chose to be in the pursuit of oneness together, and that's that's not for everyone. It's certainly not how everyone starts off relationship, and so you know, we do silly things like Burning Man. You know, you kind of have your playa name, which is your what people call you there. And so so we have a playa ship name and, and our ship name is Sphinx because my playa name's Source and he's Phoenix. And so together we're Sphinx. And so it's like we're starting to play with these concepts of oneness. And, and, and one of the things that I appreciate the most about our relationship is that commitment. And we always know what we're walking toward, right? There's not like, like the petty stuff comes up or the disagrees come up and it's like, wait, wait, how is this working to what we agreed to do together? And so we always have that as kind of this compass, which, um, I mean, it's just been nothing short of miraculous that from, from my vantage well, point. My, well, and what, what's been beautiful about our journey is that, you know, we clearly started as two individuals on paths that came close together. And you know, a lot of people will walk side by side, even in even in marriages for long periods of time, to where they're, you know, they're on a similar path or walking the same path, you know. But in parallel, to where with with Tony and I, it really feels like we're both on that same path, walking in unison. The um, you know the definition of I in in our language is you know continue to. Um, die out and it's transformed into we. Now, I'll be honest, it, it took me longer to get to that place than, you know, get to the we you know, on that path than, uh, and we're fully removing the eye. But in that space, we we create magic together. Mm. Yeah, you totally do. Um, it's It feels like, like to distill down the, your collective superpower when you come together, it's, it feels like you guys have kind of mastered um, 
unity without enmeshment in a partnership, which is pretty mm. rare. I actually don't, there's, there's like maybe one or two other partnerships that I can think of where I've seen that occur. And it's all, and it's looked very different than, than in yours. Like, mm. it, like I feel That's like a really you, cool way to look at it. Yeah. Cause enmeshment can get really, you know, messy right and and we, we don't want people to get enmeshed in each other's stuff um and and yet then there's the other thing that which you referred to earlier where it's like people are sort of they're two individuals walking side by side and you guys really have this beautiful beautiful connection that way that's a really great um reflection i appreciate that thank you the so it, what it, as you were talking, what it brings up for me is a lot of what we really focus on in the superpower programs, whether we're working with individuals or couples, and it and it it relates to like two sides of the same coin, right? So you have attachment, which is is that a mesh piece, like like all up in like what you do affects me. And there was a lot of that early on, especially I can speak from my vantage point because we're like polar opposites, right? Like he's, he's all things like external and vivacious and, you know, loud and being like, he, he just, he, you know, when he walks into a room and I didn't necessarily want that kind of attention. Right. So it was like, whoa, 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 you know, calm it down there, buddy. Right. And, and because of what it meant for me, right. Versus like, Oh, that's who he is. How do I, kind of meet him in that space or do I want to meet him in that space? Right. Instead it was like, wait, wait, what, how does this reflect on me? And so there was, mm -hmm. there was some of that interplay. And so there's the attachment components to disentangle, but then there's also the ego of what Justin was speaking to, which was the separation, the thinking that we're somehow separate. And, and for that piece of it, I think what really, really helped was the recognition that, you know, our relationship holds three entities, me, him, and then the relationship entity. Mm -hmm. And so we let the relationship ent entity sphinx, if you will, be something else entirely. And as we did that, it was like, wait, that's far more fun. Like it's exponentially more powerful, exponentially more enjoyable, which I'm sure we'll get into because, you know, sex gets to be included in that. And the, then the individual experience that both of us were having. So it's just over time, it's just like, wait, that feels so much better. Wait, that's more fun. Like this, why would we do this other thing? You know, and so there's, there was a neat kind of evolution that occurred there, I think, which allowed us both to be in choice. Mm -hmm. Well, right. and, and one, and one that, one that we, you know, we were able to do such in a way that still allowed us to have our own unique traits, but didn't create any type of codependencies on one another. Yeah. Would you, I, know, I got way codependent there for a little bit when he <laughs> left for Afghanistan. I mean, that, well, that was that the was hardest tough. thing in the world for me because I'd, I'd relaxed into this awareness that he was going to be there. And, and I mean, I'd been single most of my existence. And I was really, really good at it. And then here I am, I relax into this marriage with this man. And finally, I'm like, okay, here's this person who's always going to be there. And then he was gone, you know, because he took a contract in Afghanistan. It, it was our decision. But it was like someone had ripped my heart out. I, I cried every day he was gone. Like it was, it was painful. And of course, in retrospect, I can see what that was showing me. But there, yeah, they, we, there, we, we've had to play with codependencies and enmeshments and entanglements and all that stuff to see like, how do you do this in a way where you have two whole entities coming together to make one entity, not two halves making a whole. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so I, there's so much that I want to dive into. And of course, 
you know, the topic for today is using sex as energy magic is something that I've heard you talk about a lot is how you use sex to transmute different energies. So I want to dive into that, but we do have to go to a quick break. And before we do, can you just reiterate where everyone can go to find out more about you and your amazingness? Sure, babe, I'll let you go first on that. Yeah, absolutely. They can they can find me at superpowerexperts.com under the Incorporating Superpowers tab. That's my show, Incorporating Superpowers. Um, and you can learn more about me there and connect with me direct. Awesome. And, and I'm basically in the same place. I do disrupt reality and kind of all over social media. But if you want to engage with us, go to Superpowers Are Real group. And that's where you can get in touch with our hosts and, and other people. I'm not as good at, at, at interacting there, but if you if you if you tag Justin, he'll make sure I respond to you. He's, he's good at that. <laughs> kind of our agreement. <laughs> All right. So we were talking with Tonya and Justin Reckla about using sex as energy magic. More when we get back. Stay tuned. This is going to be really good stuff. So you don't want to miss it. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts, and we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter, we now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Okay, we're back. So, so let's talk about this using sex to transmute energy. Um, you know, it's something that I've heard, especially you, Tonya, talk about a number of times. Can you just illuminate for our audience what you mean by that and, and what that practice looks like for you guys? Oh, absolutely. There, it, it, I was reflecting on this as we were talking um, during the first part of the show, and, and I, I want to address it first as the, as the precursor, right? And so just like with how do you move into a relationship that pursues oneness with another being, sex comes into that as well from the same angle in the sense that you sure. have to first be willing to look beyond sex as a physical act, as an emotional act, um, even as an energetic act, because it's all of those things. And then you start asking questions like, okay, well, what's actually occurring here? And and it's the same as everything that, that we di we've discovered, you know, it, it depends on what frequency you're at, you know, it depends on which dimension you want to play with it in. It can be so many different things and it can be individual things and it can be um, lackluster. It can be disappointing. It can be all of, all of these things, but, but you always have to stop and say, okay, if I'm going to name it something or deem it something, I have to look at what metric am I using to gauge that? And so when we ask the question like, okay, how do we use sex in some sort of transmutive way or, or transformational way? You have to first even be willing to entertain that something else may be going on there. Um, Can you say more about that? Without that starting point. Absolutely. So, so again, it goes back to like our limited perspective of what sex is and isn't. And most of us are programmed either in this, this, you know, in the United 
States or all kinds of stuff. And so in order to even entertain conversation, you have to first say, okay, maybe I don't know everything there is to know about this. And so I invite everyone who's listening just to suspend any ideas you may have currently about what sex is, what it means, what's possible and all that other stuff. Because just like with the superpowers dialogue, unless you're willing to entertain the notion that perhaps you don't know everything about it or you haven't experienced all there is to experience or that perhaps you don't even know what you really want to experience, right? Because that's what hangs a lot of people up. Then you're not going to get this and you're going to miss out on a big bulk of it. So so just take a breath and, and open your mind a little bit because what really goes on in in a sexual encounter and it doesn't have to be sexual it's, you know it's just sex is fun and he uses and so um if, if you look at it from the perspective of there is sex is one of the easiest ways for us to really get that we're not separate right where we may appear to have two separate bodies that are doing something and we have a whole explanation biologically for how and what we're doing in that, right? Take tab A and put it in slot B, right? It's pretty simple. And so, it, I mean, from a very heterosexual, like very like limited perspective, it, biologically, we have an explanation for it. Um, but we have a whole lot of other explanations for it as well about minds and our hearts up to something bigger. And so, so first of all, you have to be willing to say, okay, let's go beyond the body, right? So, so the body gets pleasure. Awesome. That's great. But what else is happening there? And if we, if we look at ourselves as a larger, extensive, energetic body, if you will, which is all encompassing, you know, our energy bodies are huge. And, um, you know, we deal with things like constellation bodies and stuff like that, and realizing that we, um, encompass much more than we realize then, um, we can start to look at, okay, what's happening with those bodies, with the subtle bodies, with the energy, when it appears as though from our five senses that all that's happening are two physical bodies are coming together, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to be willing to kind of open up a little bit more to <laughs> open up anyway, um, to, <laughs> to expand <laughs> out a little bit <laughs> into a bigger vantage point. Okay, and so... Everything that Tony is saying, and now for the you're just having sex to have sex, and it feels good. You're 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 missing out. My experience, at least, I'm not just going to talk for myself, is sex, especially in an intimate relationship with a spouse that you're committed to, is one of the easiest ways to commune with the divine, and. Mm -hmm. If you haven't had that experience, if you haven't had an orgasm at the point where you feel like you're going to be bursting out of your third eye, you're doing it wrong. You're, you're not doing it at the level which I believe it, it was intended for us to commune with the divine. And it's, it's such an amazing gift. And, you know, for me, it's the, the, the act of sex is a is a constant reminder of connecting with Tonya in our divinity together and from that space we get it recharges me it recharges us and it, it keeps the life in in the relationship and and within us as individuals as well and from that space it's nothing but magic would you say that you use sex as like 
a tool, if you will. Um, like if, if you're not feeling that connectivity with the divine, if you're, if there's like something that's feeling kind of wonky or off, do you, do you take that into the bedroom to, to then remind yourselves of that connection? How does that work for you? Well, I, I know for me, it, it, it's, it's exactly that. And this is something that Tony and I've talked about quite a bit is, is that, community dividing we you know a lot of people are like how do you how you know how have we been able to grow this network and the business that we have to the level that we do it it, it's because of that relationship and you know something's if something's off if we're out of sync coming back to that space and connecting with the divine through the act of sex is uh something that keeps us on track and it keeps us on uh, on the path to make sure we are walking the right way yeah, I don't think we're ready to add to our marketing that the superpower of network is fueled by sex. But what we can well, it could be. What we can say is that just like in every situation, like if we're off, you know, we have we work in a synergistic collaborative way with, with with you and with everybody who comes into contact with our organization. And so if we're off and if we're not taking responsibility for where, you know, perhaps we have pent up frustrations or where we're not communing well together or whatever, you know, if, if mom and dad aren't happy, then it, it's a mess, right? And so so there is a responsibility component when you start playing in some of these spaces, um, especially collaboratively. And so the, you know, in answer to your question, is it a tool? It, it's a tool, it's a practice, it's a necessity, it's a, it's a routine, it's a, it, I mean, it's all of those things that just like if you don't drink enough water, you know, like you're probably going to be a little crabby and sluggish. Well, if you're not moving energy and, and, and if you look at it from the perspective of that, the, the higher the frequency, the most expansive, more expansive the energy, like we have to build bigger and bigger and bigger containers and we have to resource them in bigger and bigger ways each time, um, you know, which is a big part of, of what we train people on. Because otherwise, like one, you stunt your own evolution or you destroy what you've created and everybody that comes into contact with it, including yourself. And so, from that perspective, I see it as, as far beyond like exercise or, you know, a tool or, or any of that. I think it's all of that. And it's a responsibility. It is a responsibility to get in there and get it done. Get her done. <laughs> um, and just to be clear, we work in synergistic collaboration, and I am not having sex with the reckless, just in case anyone's mind went there. <laughs> let's, let's be totally clear about that. Yes. Thank, you. Thank you for that. I appreciate you, that. Yeah. Thank you. That, that applies to business dis- practices only. <laughs> yeah. Despite what everybody might believe, we go to Burning Man, but we are not swingers. We are capable of, you know, we do practice monogamy, and we... Uh, <laughs> Um, that is what we're committed to. I, I can't even imagine bringing any other variables into it. Holy right? cow. It's complicated enough. So let's talk about that. Like, like you mentioned moving energy. What's your experience of that when you bring it into the bedroom? Like how are you actually moving energy using sex? Well, it's, you know, I was, I was reflecting on that because I think that, uh, you know, we, you know me well enough at this point to know that it's all reverse engineering, right? So I usually don't know what I'm doing until well after you know it's done and then I can kind of reflect back and ask questions about it but so I was thinking about okay how did it all start because now we just do like there's really no thought to it like there's a there's a, a place that we were able to get to where you just to say that you lose yourself it is really doesn't do it justice it's 
but it, it truly is becoming one with the divine with somebody else in that mm -hmm. space. And so, mm -hmm. but it wasn't, it wasn't always that. In fact, it was really weird at first. And so I was reflecting on the stages and I, I don't know if this is a direct answer to your question, but it seems important that there was a, there was a phase that we went through that I don't know um, for me, at least it was extremely awkward because in order for two to become one, somebody has to go away at first. I mean, at least that's how, how we experienced it was that you can't, you can't have the experience as two different people if you're going to experience oneness. And so on some level, the consciousness of one of us had to go away. And, and for us, it, w it was my consciousness that needed to go away at first because for whatever, however that worked out. So the experience I had was truly merging first into Justin as opposed to trying to get two to mesh together. And that was an intentional practice that we did because that was the information I got and that was just what where we went to with it. We And I saw why because it healed so much toxicity in the male female husband wife in the um whether it's it's abuse stories whether it's um you know body image stories i mean all of the grossness that exists um within all of our psyches in lower frequencies all of those stories came forward and i didn't have i didn't identify in most of those stories but they came forward anyway and so it was a really interesting practice that we intentionally walked through because we had to first be able to see how do you get over the idea of two people? Um, because it's, that's a really hard one to climb over because it's like, that's how you live, right? That's how our society tells us things are and that's what we practice. And so in that was an intentional kind of almost methodical, very painful process there for a little bit because the ego doesn't want to let go. You know, it's like, Wait, 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 if I let go of this, who am I? What, wait, do I lose myself? Do I get to come back? Do I, I mean, it's all of those questions. And again, I have enough obedience and discipline and trust with the divine to just simply do what I'm guided to do. And on the other side of that was where the um, real kind of magic started to happen. But as with most transformational processes, there is the fire, right? And for me, my experience of that fire was. I had to let go completely and, and be willing to say, I, I'm, I'm not going to hold on to this idea of I'm a separate being in this equation right now because I couldn't see what I needed to see holding that vantage point. Yeah, and for me, for me, I really had to, you know, as we walk through this transformational process of using sex as that way of connecting, not only with one another, but with the divine, I had to, there's, you know, especially early on in our relationship, there's this, this guy mentality, this male mentality of like, yep, I got mine, I'm good to go. And sex is just this thing that you do to, you know, release the energy from the, from the, from the week that you had, you know, but I really had to look at it from a place of is, is there more to this? And did I want to grow beyond that? Because I think there's a, a lot of people, guys, especially that go through, life and, and see sex as just this this activity and and I really you know Tony was able to show me that this is this is something that we can do that drives us towards our own evolution towards you know connecting with the divine and and so when I saw that and I got a glimpse of it oh my god that that, that, that took sex to the next level and I was like okay yes more of that please and it just continues to evolve where we're at now 
It's it's pretty easy to entice him. <laughs> well, you know, you, you know, you, you when when you got a wife, that's all that. What what do you feel like you had to let go of, Justin, in order to do that? Like, what did you be willing to? You know, in? yeah, you know, there's this. Um, you know, I think there's. I think it's with built in within society that um, that guys just have this. You know, this conquest thing. You know, the caveman mentality. The you know, uh, I'm the greatest. And you know, look, look at the arm candy I've got. And, and moving beyond the the ideology of what sex is or sex is not supposed to be, going against what society is, and just looking at all the good and just know, you know, because I know when I was single. You know, the concept of, you know, getting laid on a Friday night was something that always loomed over me from my own insecurities and stories that I had at the time and realizing that I get this, there's something more here. And I had to be willing to let go of what I thought sex was, what I thought sex said about me, what I what I thought anybody might think or say you know whatever and just let go of that and and for me i it was really um i, I guess you, if you want to wrap it up i it was really i had to let go of the ego pieces that had a uh, death grip around you know the self-identification piece of what i thought sex was so both of you have mentioned this sort of like process of letting go of the ego how were you identifying what was ego and what was sort of divine impulse, if you will, in that process? Well, I, I think we were at different, like listening to Justin's reflections. I think we were at different phases, working different phases at the same time together at different points of time. And so, um, you know, I, 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 as with everything that we do, it's, it's kind of like it was just the perfect storm, which is why it worked out. And so I'm trying to like, disentangle and go okay what what actually happened here and look at the facts and um what i know to be true is both of us had a willingness to continually challenge ourselves to to um to look at anywhere where we were limiting ourselves from the ego or fear or whatever and so so that was absolutely one of the frameworks right and so again it's really important that we look at these things because we're not pretending that every couple is ready to do what we did because we had all these other variables at play where, I mean, we wrote into our vows that we were walking each other toward God. Like we knew what we were doing together. And, and, and then we committed to that in every moment of, of our existence for the last 12 years, you've been married for 10. And so it's, you know, I don't, I, I, I want to be really, really honest with people about what has built up to this, where we can now kind of flippantly say, oh yeah, we have this experience of oneness. It's great. Like, don't think you're going to just do that if, if you haven't had those practices, right? We built an entire existence around it. Um, we built a lifestyle around it. We built businesses around like Like to say we're all in is, is an understatement. And so the, the process with the ego took many, many, many different turns along the way. For my part in it, and I, and I invite Justin to maybe speak to some of the different phases because I also think it's important to give voice to my, my most recent experiences with it because it's not necessarily the ego as we typically think about. It. It's full on individual identity. You're letting go of all that, which is exactly what the divine invites us and asks us. And at some point demands from us if we're going to continue to move forward, right? Mm -hmm. You don't 
you, you're it's squeezing through the eye of the needle. Like you can't take it with you. Like you're not getting to oneness with the divine. If you think in any way, shape or form, you're going to hold on to your own self-identity. Yeah, It can't happen. And so when I talk about the ego now where I'm at, and again, it, it was multiple phases of this um, with a, a strict intentionality to shape my entire existence on this is it's letting go of even that to where you're not real sure where your edges are anymore. You're not, you don't really have any concept of who you are. In fact, like concepts of, of the ego and they're doing a whole series at church right now on pride. And it, 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 it confuses my mind because I don't see it in that way anymore. I don't see individual personal traits anymore. I look through the eyes of the divine first and there is no ego that there's no separation. There's nothing other than oneness. And so, so your question is laden in all these different um, layers. And, and I, I want to be really, really honest about um, what I talk about in the sense of this goes way beyond the ego soul kind of dialogue. And so there were many, many, many steps of stripping down the ego prior to that point. And, and, and that's where what Justin was speaking about is so incredibly important. Because you have to start with the idea that in most sexual situations, like whether we're concerned about our partner's pleasure or we're concerned about our own pleasure or we're concerned about if we're doing it right or we're concerned, it still goes back to the I component. It's all about you as a person. And ultimately, what we're talking about has nothing to do with you. Like on some level, we feel an obligation to have like cosmic sex for the rest of you, you know? So there's like, <laughs> you're welcome, you know? It's, it's kind of like our community service. So <laughs> that's a weird way to look at it, right? <laughs> but, but it's beyond the eye, you know? Well, and, and when you look at pop culture and society and the dialogue around sex and what sex is and the tabooness of it, just the way people joke about it, especially in movies and TV around what sex is in relationships and the ha-ha and the, you know, it, it's this check-the-box type of mentality. Yeah. And we, we've been programmed to laugh at it as if that's acceptable. You know, there's there's people that that have been married for, you know, years and they'll be lucky if they have sex once a month. And for whatever reason, there's a, a slew of reasons for why that's, why that's happened. But then it's easy. It's reinforced by what we see in TV and whatnot is that's acceptable. And not only acceptable, like kind of expected. It, exactly. Expected. Mm -hmm. And it, it really takes the wind out of the gift that it truly is. And, you know, removing ourselves from that, you know, our individual selves in, in those intimate relationships, um, can be difficult to overcome. Like Tony said, it, it's not, not everybody's ready for that. And, you know, it does take, you know, it does take effort, does take work. And I tell you what, it, it the best damn thing you can work towards is, is that because when you can move and move the energy and connect with your spouse and the divine and just all of it, like, like Tony said, you know, you don't know where, where the edges of you, you know, end and stop to become blurred that is something worth pursuing. And that is something that, um, you know, it, it does take work. And at the end of the day, 
you got to want about it. You have to want it. And I love the fact that we're talking about this because a lot of people don't even know that's possible because of right. the perspective they have on sex. Well, and it's a totally different level of vulnerability. I mean, you know, Brene Brown is like really big. Now she's talking about vulnerability. More and more people are coming out talking about, you know, being willing to be vulnerable. But this is like next level vulnerability to be willing to completely dissolve yourself into that mm-hmm. space with another person. That's a, yeah, that's a great way to frame it up. That's exactly what it feels like is, I mean, you just, you're, you're, you're not there anymore. And there, there was real fear in that. Like I felt, and again, I don't even know that it's fair to call it the ego. It, I just felt my personhood really struggle with that because, you know, it, it's just what, it's just not normalized yet. And so the fear is, is that you're, you're going to lose everything and you do, you lose everything, but you gain everything. Like there, that's, that's the irony. Like it's, there's no comparison. Like you just don't, you, you know, it, it I think it, it's that level of importance to us. And so it's and, and it's so far beyond, um, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just so far beyond. I think, I mean, to the extent that, you know, we, we're a 24-7 family. We homeschool Neva. Like, she's constantly with us and stuff to the extent where we're very open and transparent with her. And, and we're like, look, this is this is a natural part of our existence. It's necessary. You want us to have a healthy sex life? Like, trust me on this one. And and so really just working within her comfort zone and saying, okay, what, how do we navigate sharing physical space? You know, and so, and, and we just dialogued around it. Like, what what's comfortable for you in the sense of, of knowing that this is a, this is something that we engage in. And, and obviously we, we um, you know, want to take her into to account. You had her on your show talking about consent and stuff. And so we're very mm-hmm. um, open about that, knowing that everybody gets to have privacy and everybody gets to be transparent as well in that. And, and um, how do you dialogue in that and be like, Hey, here's the, here's the logistics of the situation. Mom and dad need to have sex you aren't real interested in hearing us have sex. So how do we navigate that space and having really clear conversations about what works for everybody in, and it's like, it's just not realistic that we're going to hide it from you. If we hide that from you, then, then we're not doing what we say we do. And we need to have that time together, right. That, that excludes you. Right. And so, um, so it is is kind of a weird thing. Yeah, and it's also having the courage to be able to talk to your kids about the fact that they're going to hear things, and it, to ignore it, right? Then if you don't talk to them about it and the energies that they're picking up on, or the noises that they're hearing coming from the bedroom and so forth, then then they're going to go talk about it to their kids, you know, their their friends their at, friends, at school. Yeah. And, well, no, and, actually, they're probably not. What they're going to do is <laughs> their minds are going to fill in the gaps. Yeah, and they don't gonna, have the construct. Well, and I think right. what also happens is a lot of couples just won't have sex if their kids are like awake, right? Oh my goodness, exactly. And then it's like, now when do you when do you have sex? Because if the kids, I mean, if that was if we were living by those rules, Tony and I would have been divorced years ago because we are a twenty four seven family, and we're we're always together. And of course, that's gotten easier as you know as Neva's gotten older and she's got activities and those kinds of things. But yeah, there are people that that go through life because they've got kids that don't connect because they aren't able to find the time or aren't talking to their kids about it. Or they're doing it like late at night and they're exhausted. And it was like, it's like, and that was kind yeah, of dialogue it we had with Neva. Yeah, it's like, no, like this isn't working. Like I, I'm exhausted. Like no thanks, you know. And so, 
you know, getting creative. And of course we, we do have that luxury. Like I said, we built a life around it. So we, we recognize that logistics are different for everybody. And, and you ha- so you have to work with what you have and what you've created. And if you want something different, talk to your partner about that. Talk to your kids. And, and actually, I really want to circle back around to something about partnerships and monogamy. That I want to be really, really clear that, that that was our choice. We chose monogamy. We chose a heterosexual monogamous relationship. That works for us. It works within um, our lifestyle. It works within our, our, our you know timing. It works within our family. Like, it works for us. But so we can't speak to an alternate experience, mm-hmm. but certainly there are alternate experiences, right? Ours is just one version of, of how to go about this. Um, and we kind of, you know, we're joking, haha, about it, but I, I, we don't, we just don't know anything about those other versions. Like, th- this is enough for us to master this lifetime. Like, we don't need all those other ones too. And, 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 you know, we encourage those of you who, operate in a very different paradigm to to obviously take the conversation and, and adapt it for your situation and and encourage those who want that kind of a, an arrangement because we you know we can't really speak to that other than symbolically yeah i appreciate i appreciate that and i think that there's i think there's a lot of wisdom in not trying to speak to something that you can't speak to so thank you for that <laughs> agreed <laughs> Which is why we have a whole superpower up network that you know has a lot of different shows with a lot of different focal points and uh, and uh, th- big 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 thank you to all of you listening for uh, for making it the number one podcast network. So we know this stuff matters to you, um, and we practice really responsible broadcasting in that sense. And so you know we always strive to be as transparent with with these things as possible. So. We are coming towards the end of our time. Is there anything that you want to make sure that gets across to the listeners that we haven't touched on yet? I, I want to let people know how to kind of get started in this. And, and I can't say that this was what started us in this. I don't, I don't think that that's true. But I do know that um, I interviewed a couple. Now, I don't remember their name. I mean, it was really, really early on in the show. And, um, but they talked about, um, the 30 day sex challenge. And in that they talked about, you know, doing really challenging yourself to have sex every day for 30 days. For some of you, that may be, um, a decrease in time for some of you, that may be a huge increase. What, you know, whatever, just, just take what, what, what it represents for you and and adapt it. But that was very catalytic for us. And, and it broke down a few really interesting um, I remember when you guys were doing paradigms. that <laughs> yeah it was it was really remarkable it did a few things one I what what I noticed mostly was it took away any sort of um, are we aren't we are you in the mood are we, it was like it just took all that off the table it's like it's not even optional like we're doing this it's what we agreed to do there was no debate like you didn't have to go into your discerning mind and be like well I could sleep or I could read a book or you know it's like what like you, this is what you do and it, and it almost made it feel like a chore which is I know why some people won't do it but it was very very good for us to kind of pass through that stage of like yeah like I said to you it's kind of a responsibility right and so it so while we don't necessarily encourage people to put sex in the category of it's a chore it's something you have to do right We're, we're we're really big on breaking that apart in our society there is value in an agreement like that to not activating the mind every time the opinion mind on things and so so did that. There was also well, you know what? Real, the, to, to that, it got rid of the excuses. Yeah, because it brought sure. every single brought every single one up, 
Mm. And it got rid of the excuses because every day for those 30 days, we were able to find time to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and it's, and it's good. It it reminded me of, there was some movie that said, you know, every married couple, especially if they have kids should have like some like quickie position. That's like a go-to that, you know, like you've got a really small chunk of time, like, and and you you have to make this happen. Like just that go-to place where you're in agreement, like, Oh, we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing this. And so there's, you know, it, it had all of these different flavors and, and kind of layers to it that was really fun to play with. Um, but it, but physically, because I know a lot of your work, Tati, is in like the what the trauma that the body holds and the layers of that and all of that fun stuff. It, it was really remarkable to watch all the layers come off because mm. of the buildup, because of the continuation of and the body. It, it, it's like the body trusted that you were going to do this thing. And so it relaxed into it too right so it's kind of like i don't know if those of you who are really really um in tune with your bodies a lot of times when we make an agreement like um um when justin and i stopped drinking alcohol right we just decided that we were done and so the second we did that like the body started to just release everything around that like you could feel the cells reworking themselves like all of it and it was it it, it was almost immediate because it trusted our commitment in that so the same thing was true with the 30-day sex challenge was because our bodies got to relax and release a lot of the stuff that they were holding on to because we made this commitment with each other and we proved that we were going to stick to it. And so what came out of that was nothing short of miraculous of the layers. I mean, the stories, and, and we talked about it like, oh my gosh, this came up. And it's and it's so great to be able to have those conversations and be like, it's, I'm not saying, oh my gosh, you did this thing. I'm saying, wow, this story is coming up. It's mine. It's the collective. It's whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. but it's coming out and it's like, cool, we get to transmute it because we are engaging in sex. So it's almost like the universe was like, Oh, there's an Avenue. Like there's a channel. Let's, let's, let's throw all it here because they're willing to move it. Right. And, and, and we were, we were willing to transmute ours and everyone else's like, whatever, bring it because we have the mechanism to do it. And so it, it was just a really remarkable experience. And I, and I encourage everybody who's listening, what, what kind of, regardless of what partnership they're in, if this is something you want to pursue, start there. If that's something that you, you would never dream of doing, challenge yourself or talk with your partner and see if it's something they'd be interested in because the benefits that we could not have imagined were, I mean, countless. It was, it was a very priceless experience for it to the, to the fact that we just kind of kept it going. We're like, oh, maybe we can do 60 days and 90 days. And it was like, now it's just kind of weird if we don't have sex daily. So it's kind of a, you know, really reframed everything. Awesome. Sounds like a good challenge to start. Um, Thank you both so much. And to our listeners, thank you so much. This show is here for you and it's possible because you keep showing up to it and keep listening. So if you have not done so yet, please join us in the Superpowers Our Real group on Facebook. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what are the conversations you want more of? What are the conversations that have already had where you're like, yes, I want more of that. Or I have questions about that. Come interact with us in there. We want to hear from you. And if you haven't checked out our programs yet, go to superpowerexperts.com forward slash programs. Love to play with you in a deeper way there if you're really wanting to entertain some of this stuff and really, really figure out the nuances of how to make it work. Those programs are there for you. And until next time, go out and love yourself so that you can love the world more deeply. Many, many blessings. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.